Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Okay, everyone, we're doing it. We're starting. I've got <clears throat> 10 pages of notes. Terrifying, isn't it? But I mean, oh, the amount of logical fallacies and just plain willful ignorance and unwillful ignorance and ignoring of actual facts, context, nuance in this podcast by Bethany, where she interviews Raquel is, I mean, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's it's actually impressive how much of a dumpster fire this is. I, I thought I'd seen it all with the Howie, Tom Sandoval, but clearly I was wrong. So I made sure that I didn't listen to any other podcasts and that I didn't read anyone's long analyses or anything like that on Reddit or anywhere else because I really wanted to go in with just my own thoughts and opinions. Now, of course, I have I did some Twitter roundup, so I, I see the opinions, right? And those are the ones that, I mean, they're popular because they're correct. So the popular opinions are out there. I've kind of expressed my thoughts through the tweets that I collected in my Twitter roundups, but oh my God, do I have more to say. So I may have to split this into two parts because YouTube doesn't let me upload my podcast unless it's two hours or shorter. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Bethany could have done this in one part, but... I, I mean, obviously she wanted the ad revenue, which is what this whole thing is all about. And she split it into three. Now, I feel like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity in terms of maybe doing it over three weeks because like that's what I thought it was going to be. And then I woke up on, uh, what was it, yesterday morning and it was like part two's here. And I was like, oh, okay, which I was surprised that she just did it three days in a row instead of three weeks in a row, because then it would have kind of kept people talking, maintained the momentum, you know, how like HBO and people like that will stretch out, you know, they'll, they'll just release one episode a week because then you get longer time of people talking about it on social media because no one's going to be talking about this by next week. I feel confident in that. I mean, unless like new aspects or unless cast members from Vanderpump Rules reply, et cetera, which I'm sure they will. Um, but maybe she had some reasoning that us peasants like me who are not the, uh, you know, the business genius of Bethany don't understand. But anyways, I want to start with, okay, there was a meme. It was a tweet that I I posted it a while ago on one of my like Friday funnies where I do random Twitter roundups just about Bravo in general. S excuse me. The tweet was name a 
dumb or a stupid person's idea of an intelligent person. And I mentioned this on my um, my podcast bonus episode that I did with where I broke down Bethany, you know, trying to start a union and all the kind of issues with her starting a union in terms of her as an individual doing it. But I want to mention it again here because that tweet is more relevant than ever because it was what is the stupid person's idea of an intelligent person and somebody reposted with a picture of Bethany. It's just so on the money because Bethany's not intelligent, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's, I think. Um, And Raquel is the stupid person who... She went on this podcast because in her view, in her very kind of limited, narrow scope of of what a successful, intelligent person is, she thinks that Bethany is that person and she really believes it, which is kind of how she got duped into this. So I understand that she asked to go on Bethany's podcast and she reached out. However... She reached out because she falsely buys into Bethany's propaganda machine, which is run by Bethany herself and believed by, I don't know, Bethany and maybe like five other people. I don't know. Anyways, I mean, Raquel is like classic dumb in that, you know, she's like the kind of stereotypical, like dumb, like, haha, like believes anything, like sort of. Just she just isn't like the brightest crayon in the box, okay? She's pretty. I'll, I'll give her that. She's very pretty, very, very pretty. Thank God. Um, Bethany is a different kind of unintelligent, you know, not to Bethany is savvy, and she's, as Carol said in her tweet, not intelligent but shrewd, which I agree with. It sucks that Carol spelled shrewd wrong in that tweet because it kind of ruined it, but. I mean, whatever. We all make mistakes when we're tweeting super fast. And on Twitter, you can't edit unless you're paying Elon Musk. Um, Although I guess it was an Instagram response. So sorry, Carol. Anyways, Bethany is, she's a little harder to pin down because Bethany is so good at, she, you know, talking a mile a minute and, and the word salad and, you know, saying kind of all the like the buzzwords and things like that, that that she almost like she's good at portraying an intelligent person, but she's more of like a con artist in some ways. And she's good at like finding out what the cool things are to say and what the causes are. So she's she's shrewd and savvy in that way, but she's not intelligent enough in terms of doing real analysis thoughtful discussion, critical thinking, like that kind of stuff. And yeah, I know she has business savvy, but there's a reason that they call it business savvy because not all people who are good in one industry can translate to every other industry. Okay. So, I mean, look at like Donald Trump. A lot of people argued, well, he would be good because he was a good businessman. Uh, no, that being successful in business doesn't necessarily mean that the person has all these types of intelligence. And Bethany is lacking in many areas. Okay. I mean, this interview, my God, it was, it was, it really wasn't that long. I was about to say it was long and painful. It was not that long, but most definitely painful. 
the amount of ads is astounding and uh, you know i i was i'm floored by the amount of ads so i've never seen so many if you actually cut down the ads out of each episode they're all like 30 minutes like the actual episodes really it could have been like a two hour a one episode two hour podcast that's that's what it could have been and and I think part of the reason is because Bethany is so ill-informed about the show, the topic, the, you know, the media craze, everything that happened on social media, everything that happened off and on camera. She is not, you know, she's not informed about any of this stuff, which is why she didn't ask a lot of good questions. I will give Bethany one thing, okay? This is the one thing I'm going to give her. She lets Raquel talk. <laughs> I thought Bethany was going to talk a lot more. In the first part, Bethany was kind of doing that for the first part. But then she quickly, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but she, she let her, she did let her talk. So I was surprised by that because, because she doesn't really seem like the type that lets people talk, nor is she. So let's start with part one. Okay. They they kind of start with this like vague discussion of Raquel's her actions and behaviors. So they never actually name the actions and behaviors. They just sort of make reference to it in that vague way. Okay. B, you know, B by Bethany, I mean B supports the vague usage of these words. She's like, yes, those behaviors, those actions that you had to go to therapy for, da-da-da. Right. And it kind of continues on this discussion of excuses as to why she did this. Okay. You know, like I said, you know, Bethany goes on about her getting help in therapy and, and it's just like a big word salad. She doesn't really say anything of substance at this part. Um, but you know, I think it's 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 a marker of an insincere apology when the person does not um, directly identify their wrongdoings, okay? When you're giving a sincere apology and sincere remorse and regret, you, you need to name what you did, right? I cheated and lied and betrayed and had sex with and carried on a intimate, emotional, and physical affair with one of my friends slash co-workers, 10-year partner. I had sex in their home while she was away when her grandmother died. Like, Raquel, like, see how powerful that is just me saying it? Like, it almost, like, made my stomach have that little, like, ooh. Identifying what you did rather than just saying my poor behavior, etc., is so much more powerful and does show, it shows that you recognize what those things were, because it's not easy to say that stuff, to say it out loud. So again, that never happens, though. I don't think we've ever gotten that from Raquel. So BS, how did we get here? And, you know, and, and Bethany says that she feels the backlash was disproportionate to the crime. That's arguable. Um, I, I do think you could argue that if you sat down and went through the backlash in terms of social media and stuff like that. I don't think the backlash on the show, like from Ariana and the cast members was disproportionate. You could make an argument for media, social media, the kind of media circus that went on around it, people sending death threats. Yes, you could make that argument. But again, I... 
yeah, I, I don't think it was disproportionate in terms of how Ariana reacted, but we'll get into that. Um, you know, then Bethany makes a bunch of super obvious statements like, uh, you know, oh yeah, this show is like, you know, my show and other shows like on crack, you know, they're in a bar, they're fed alcohol, there's affairs, like she really oversimplifies everything. They're in a bar, they're fed alcohol, there's affairs. Well, I guess, okay, technically that's all true. There's a lot more to it than that, but okay. She pulls a Howie Mandel, right? She doesn't get why it's such a big deal because she didn't watch the fucking show. <laughs> like, and, you know, and I saw her commenting on TikTok the other day. This was like yesterday, literally. She's like, oh, I've listened to, I've watched it now. No, no, you didn't watch all 10 seasons in one day. I, maybe you watch season 10 or just the reunions, but you haven't been on this ride, okay? You don't know the nuances of the relationships. It's just like, it's it's unreal that we're having another, it's like if if Bethany was really tuned in and was really intelligent and doing this thoughtfully, she would have taken a look at what happened with the whole Howie Mandel aspect and tried to avoid that for her. But instead, she literally went down a road that was proven to be lined with bear traps, and she just ran into all of them. So, you know, Raquel starts to say that reality TV is edited and contrived to create a storyline. Oh, you're like, oh, groundbreaking, Raquel. Thank you. She says the audience was projecting onto her and that she was a punching bag. That's true. Okay. Again, thank you for the most obvious statement ever that everyone knew already. She says she wants to take, and again, here we go with the vague, insincere apology, in my opinion, because if it's vague, it's insincere a lot of the time. Says she wants to take a moment to apologize for the hurt she caused, doesn't say to whom specifically, and that she wasn't more careful with her actions. Now, that can be interpreted in a lot of ways, but to me, to me, that reads as, I'm sorry I got caught. Because if she was more careful, <laughs> she wouldn't have sent a Snapchat. She probably really regrets sending that snap. Of course, why wouldn't you? Any Anyone would. I, I don't blame her for that, but, um, but she probably is like, shit, I shouldn't have let the affair get on, like, you know, get on a medium of some kind, like recorded. Okay. Even though, yes, I know she didn't know Tom recorded her, but you know, there's always that, like, what could I have done differently to avoid getting caught? Like, fuck, if we had just not used Snapchat or if we had just not sent those pictures to each other that she ended up seeing, if we had just been more careful with our email, like whenever someone gets caught, they they go back through all the, the could have, should have, would haves, right? So I I really feel like that was an I'm sorry I got caught, which a lot of this is that. She said she was still healing from James and was drinking a lot to ease her anxiety, wasn't given a safe space in a reality TV environment. I mean, like, it's it's hard to, it's really hard to give her a lot of empathy with that because, I mean, I would say a lot of them on this show are doing that. And a lot of people in the world are doing that, like drinking or, you know, something to ease their anxiety or whatever. And, and she's right. Reality TV isn't a safe space to heal those things. But like, you, unfortunately, you're 28 years old. So there's no, like, you're not a kid. There's no one who's going to come in and pull you off set. 
you've got to take yourself offset. That's that's really that's the big thing. She said she couldn't process her emotions in a healthy way on reality TV. Well, duh. <laughs> that's why you got to leave. And again, she's saying this kind of in retrospect now, like after going to therapy. Yet we will find out later in part three that she was fully willing to go back. So all of everything she just said about reality TV being toxic for her to to fix her mess. It's all irrelevant in my view, because later she says, even after going to therapy, doing the in-treatment, the 90 days, all that, she still was going to go back. (laughs) So like, it's just, it's irrelevant. Uh, To me, the big theme of this whole interview is that Raquel can't take the loss, right? There's two, actually, if we're going to look at it from Raquel and Bethany. So for Raquel, she can't take the loss. And she came on to the season thinking she was going to be the head bitch in charge thinking like this was her season. She could handle anything. She was going to kill it. She was the fan favorite coming in. James was the villain at the season nine reunion. People were ready to go in and she played it wrong. She played it wrong and she came out the villain and it sucks. That's how she feels. And she has a right to feel that way. And I can't tell her how to feel, but at the end of the day, just take the loss. Like sitting here whining and crying about how it's everyone else's fault. It's not doing anything for you. And Bethany also can't take the loss, which I will get into. So Bethany goes on this like diatribe about how it's real, but it's not real because there's cameras, the scenes are set up. And she's like, you know, I'm telling you guys this from all my experience. Like, yeah, we know, Bethany. Thanks. Okay. Like, like, again, Bethany just thinks this is, and this is a part of her unintelligence is that she assumes she knows more or she, not that she does know more because she's been on the shows, but she assumes that we are just complete morons who believe every scene is 100% authentic and that nothing is set up or contrived. Tries to say, um, Bethany also tries to say, oh yeah, you know, this show's even worse because it's you're younger and there's more alcohol. Okay, yeah, they're younger, but I would strongly disagree with the more alcohol thing. I'm sorry. Have you, has she watched Sonia Morgan on her show? I mean, like, New York is, of all the Housewives franchises, is the most known for excessive drinking. Like, the alcoholism topic has come up at reunion after reunion for years. Luann went to rehab. <laughs> Luann was, Luann, like, hit a cop because she was so inebriated and, like, tried to, like, slip out of handcuffs. Sonia fell and banged her head on a marble table in Miami or wherever they were, an ambulance had to come. Like, there is not more drinking. I'm sorry, there's as much on Vanderpump Rules, but is there more? No. And trust me, there's just an equal amount of Coke use too. (laughs) That's my conjecture. I'm just assuming, but I mean, let's be honest. So Bethany says, how does it feel to be able to tell your story with your own voice? Okay, like Bethany, she's had so many opportunities. Like, it's just crazy. She has had so many opportunities to tell her story. And and she has. Has she done a good job of it? No, but that's because she's not, she's inarticulate. And she's not well-spoken. So she does have trouble expressing her story. That's not for lack of opportunity. Raquel says she's a different person since being on the show. I mean, by the time I got to the last part of this interview, I was, 
100% reassured that she is, in fact, the exact same person. B asked her about her name change, blah, blah, blah. If, if Bethany had done her research, she would know that the whole story about Raquel's name change is already out there. It's on the internet. You know, Raquel's people did a press release about it. We all know why she's changing the name. Like, this is, like, she's wasting time just because she's lazy. Or not even lazy, just because she already thinks you know, she's got like some sort of inside scoop, which actually most of this wasn't new. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit annoying. Again, another reason why someone who's never watched the show and has done no research doesn't need to do this interview. But again, we have to deal with Raquel making dumb decisions as per usual, such as choosing Bethany. So, you know, Bethany says, is Raquel a persona? Like, is Raquel kind of a persona? And and Raquel seems like she doesn't she doesn't like that. You know, like Bethany asked her that and she doesn't want to commit to that because I think it would make her look fake. And she doesn't want people to say like, oh, she's been putting on this like fake, you know, Raquel, sweet, innocent girl persona for the cameras, which is exactly what she's been doing since she sought out James to date so that she could get on the show. Not because she had a thing for DJs. Uh, she but she tries to spin it as like no it's because like you know being my real self would be more vulnerable <laughs> okay so Raquel's mom the reason she went on the show in the first place Raquel says is because Raquel's mom relates to Bethany and says you know Bethany quote unquote gets it so translation Bethany understands that this is everyone else's fault and my poor little angel Raquel is innocent and it's all Bravo's fault and everyone else's. Raquel's mom, I mean, let's be honest, Raquel's mom is a weirdo. Between, like, when I did my Raquel Levis deep dive, which was my very first episode of this podcast, and if you haven't listened, this is a perfect time to listen to it. Raquel's mom has a history of being a little, like, weird. Like, she's, like, trying to unbutton Peter, like, manager Peter's shirt in a scene, She's, like, making so many comments about, like, wanting to get with the, like, Vanderpump Rules guys. And then there's all that stuff about her, like, talking about James's, like, dick size at dinner. Like, she just seems really, like, crazy and thirsty and, I don't know, thirsty for younger boys. <laughs> men, sorry. Because <laughs> they are men. So, like, the fact that her mom thought this was a good idea is, I mean, it makes total sense. Like, I could just see Raquel and her mom sitting there together thinking this is a good PR move and really, truly believing it. Like, this is going to be what turns the tides. And there's going to be a reality TV reckoning because Bethany said so on TikTok. And, you know, Raquel's going to help with it. And then everyone will see that it's really just like the big bad corporation and my name will be cleared. Great. That's what they really thought. But again, that's because they believe Bethany's stories and they believe, you know, they take everything Bethany says at face value without the ability to actually think about a lot of the flaws in Bethany's logic, reasoning, actions, which you can listen to my other episode where I break down why Bethany is the wrong person to do a reality TV union and why a lot of it just doesn't actually make any sense logically. Raquel says she has no friends in LA. Okay. Didn't she say she was going to move away from the show at one point so she could be like a speech language pathologist or something like that or pediatric something? Like, okay, so you said you wanted to do that and that reality TV is bad for you. So go do it. Like, why do you even care? 
you have no friends in LA because your only LA friends were the show people. And obviously they're not going to be your friends now. Like, duh. Even if this wasn't a reality show and you had this group of friends and did this in real life, they also probably wouldn't be friends with you. You could stay in LA and probably make some new friends over time. But, you know, like, we're not going to sit here and be like, poor Raquel doesn't have friends. Like, no one cares. Okay? Like, really. She says she stands by her original IG apology to Ariana. Okay, great. Um, Says she has a love addiction, quote unquote. I'm going to have to argue this one. Many people confuse lust with love. There's actually a term for doing this. It's called limerence. So, you know, limerence is, it's technically not a mental disorder. Um, you know, there could, researchers believe, and I'm reading this, hang on, uh, severe cases of limerence could be considered a mental disorder, although it's not currently considered to be one. Um, however, similar to OCD and addiction, limerence may develop as a result of trauma, insecure attachment, stressful life events. It's an intense desire for someone with intrusive thoughts and a desire for relationship and reciprocation. This is something a lot of people go through. Is it love addiction? I don't know, but it's sort of like the psychology of lust. And I do think that that's what Raquel was going through, which is the same thing that a lot of people go through when they have affairs or when they start seeing someone. And it's one of those things that does fade. Does that necessarily mean that she has, you know, love addiction, quote unquote? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say so because I feel like I'm not an expert. I'm just saying usually there'd be a pattern and she had like a long-term relationship with James of like five years and got engaged. Like, I don't know. It didn't seem like, like, is this something that she does on the regular? Like get this like limerence, like lust and go after someone who's, you know, taken or I don't know. Anyways, a lot of people confuse lust with love. It doesn't necessarily mean it's an addiction. However, it is convenient because an addiction is why she, quote unquote, couldn't stop seeing Tom. So that would make it not her fault and, you know, would explain why she stayed with him, even though she knew it was wrong. So she's really taking no responsibility if we break it down. You know, Bethany then says that the, you know, the show celebrates affairs because it's good for TV. Okay, duh. Thanks, Bethany. Um, Bethany's insights are just so obvious and none of them are at all groundbreaking, surprising. None of them are anything that no one has already said. I just want to put that out there before we keep going. So Raquel says... A lot of the reason that she did this is because the cast has normalized affairs. (laughs) So it's their fault, right? She just copied what they did. She admits that she would do anything, you know, she's basically admitting that she'll do anything to be on TV and for fame because she said like, yeah, they had affairs and they were rewarded for it. So like, I just wanted to be like them. Okay, so you admit that you are in essence admitting that you did this in, you know, with intent to have a better spot on the show. So this was malicious. So was it, so it wasn't a love addiction. It wasn't out of your control. I would also argue that, yeah, there was cheating, 
but cheating and affairs are not necessarily the same, okay? It wasn't a one-night stand. It wasn't Jax having sex with a stripper and then paying for her to, you know, get an abortion. That was terrible, but that's not, that wasn't, I'm sorry, there's a reason that there's words that have meanings with denotations and connotations. Let's start with cheating. <laughs> cheating is not the same as affair. It's not. It's just not. Okay. Was it celebrated? Not by the audience. Like, yeah, it got good ratings because it's drama. I see what she's saying that like, yes, it may have been celebrated by Bravo because they're like, well, you get a bonus, you get a raise. So I, I, I'll give her that. Okay. But it wasn't seen like as a positive self-attribute. It was more like the people who did it were demonized. Like Kristen was like shunned from the group and she was like crazy Kristen and you know what he wanted to listen to anything she had to say and like whatever, right? It was it was that kind of thing. She says in the final interview she wasn't able to be fully honest when she did, you know, that that final kind of one-on-one -on -one sit down with Bravo because she was still keeping secrets for Sandoval. Like, you know, and then she said stuff about like visiting his friends and family in St. Louis. She also says that honesty is a core value for her now. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't before. <laughs> like, what? She, okay, talking, continuing filming and the reunion. So she said, you know, she did that because she's trying to commit to her work obligation. She went straight from the reunion to a treatment center, was able to there she was able to share her story was met with compassion for her peers and she learned to be compassionate for herself and she's forgiven herself i mean i think it'd be pretty easy for her to forgive herself because she's blaming everyone else so that doesn't seem like that big of an accomplishment in terms of her progress in therapy but anyways um b asked why why did you choose me to talk to you know, you, you could have talked to anyone. Why Bethany? Bethany Frankel, the greatest human that ever lived on the earth. Why did you choose me? Okay, Bethany didn't say that, but that's that's basically how she talks about herself. Um, Raquel says, oh, well, Bethany, you're forced to be reckoned with. And you can tell Bethany is just like loving this. Like she is like, yes. Raquel said, you know, I, I liked what you said on TikTok. Of course, of course she liked what it says on TikTok because it aligns with Raquel's tendency to blame everyone but herself. And it goes with her, quote unquote, it's not fair narrative because she can't take the loss. Neither can Bethany, that they both played the game wrong and are out. That's really what this comes down to. Um, you know, and then she whines about how she made mistakes on camera and they last forever. Reality TV is an addiction. Again, I'm not saying there's no truth in that. I'm sure there it is addictive and it's the fame that's addictive. It's not necessarily the the show. It's being famous. I mean, like Raquel was a fangirl before she went on the show. She sought out James because she wanted to get on the show. And it worked. But then when it came down to really being on the show and all the tough stuff that comes along with being on the show, like when you make a mistake, it's amplified and everyone judges you. She did. Then she didn't want it anymore. Right. Like she liked it when, you know, she was the victim 
when she was like the sweet, innocent girl who was getting yelled at by Lala and all the audience was defending her and talking about how Lala's so mean and Lala's a bully. She loved it then. Then it was, reality TV was great. Like, no issues with it then. <laughs> her only issue was that she wasn't popular enough. She wanted to be even more of a main character. And we all know, you know, what she did to get there. Okay, that it backfired. And now she's like, okay, I, I, I can't handle it. So I've got to blame everyone. You know, and then B says like this whole like inside, uh, you know, I've got insider baseball. I have institutional knowledge of 15 years. Like she just, she, she cannot, B cannot pass up an opportunity to self-congratulate. Basically says, you know, oh, when you're on reality TV, you can be loved. You can be the star and then the pendulum can swing at any moment and you can be the most hated villain. And oh, again, thank you, Captain Obvious. Everyone knows that. There's freaking theories about like the second season curse about people, housewives who are loved first season are often hated second season. There's literal people have like phrases and names for it. Like, yeah, thanks, Bethany. We know. That's that's how that's like character development and and hills and valleys. Okay, so then Raquel talks about the like, you know, they manipulate you to come back because they're like, don't let them tell that your story for you. Okay, this is a fact though. So I understand what Raquel is saying in that, yeah, they use that to convince her to come back. However, two things can be true at once. It is still a fact that if she doesn't come back, the people who don't like her are going to somewhat, not the whole season, but for a little bit, at least at the beginning, are going to tell her story for her. If she doesn't come to the reunion or didn't season 10, again, they would do that. Yes, that is true. Are they using it to manipulate her into coming back? Absolutely. Of course they are, because they want to make as much money as possible and they're trying to get her on the show. And again, like this is not groundbreaking information. B basically tells a sob story for Raquel saying like, oh, she can't afford to pay for her, um, you know, rehab or inpatient therapy treatment. Listen, I struggle with this one too, because guess what? That's the majority of the population of the world. Most people cannot afford private, you know, five-star resort type therapy where they get to go to a nice place that costs thousands of dollars, can take 90 days off of work. Like, most people can't do that. Most people rely on government funding, programs that are free, things like Al-Anon or Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous. Like, that's what a lot of people have to rely on, you know, public funding or they use their insurance as much as they can until it runs out for the year, whatever. I know this. I go to therapy. It's expensive. I only have a certain amount covered a year, so I can't go as much as I would like to. That Welcome to the world. And then this is where we get something that has been... um, Sorry if you can hear my daughter coughing in the background. Um, This is where we get into some lies. Which is, again, like, this is, like, Bethany thinks if she just talks really fast and and just says things that no one's going to fact check. But, yeah, we're fact checking, Bethany. So she's like, oh, yeah, you got paid less than my interns. So it came out then on TMZ that she made $350,000. 
for the last season. Uh, yeah. I guarantee you Bethany is not paying her interns almost half a million dollars. Guaranteed. Like, give me a break. And again, this is Bethany's problem. She didn't even go and look into it. Like, go and find out. Ask Raquel off camera before we start. You know, what were you paid for last season before I, just so I don't say anything dumb, you know? And then, so that came out from TMZ. Variety confirmed it. And then LVP confirmed it. To be exact, $361,000. That is plenty. And if you can afford your therapy treatment with that, I, I don't know what you're spending your money on. I, I don't know. Maybe she had debt from school and she paid it all off. She didn't have a lot left over. I don't know. But it's not necessarily anyone else's responsibility. And you got paid really really fucking well. Okay? Like, holy shit. I mean, like, this is a tough time for someone like Raquel to get sympathy when you're making that kind of money. Because it's like, you know, inflation, people are struggling, most people are making, you know, way, 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 way less than that. So, this is a tough time for her to get sympathy, which is, I think, you know, like people have sympathy for like the writers and and people in SAG and all that kind of stuff. But <sighs> Raquel's just the wrong person for this. <laughs> she really is because she's not a good example of exploitation. OK, and, and I'll go into the reasons why later, but she's really there are so many better examples. And again, like, not a lot of people are going to have this sympathy right now because they're just going to see, like, she made this decision to do the affair and she was getting paid really well already. So she could have got that money and also not had the affair. So I don't know. Anyways, again, it's funny to me, though, that Bethany's like, you get paid less than my interns. And Raquel is like, really? Like, Raquel, do you seriously? You didn't ask any follow up questions like. So do your your interns get paid like more than 350,000 a year? Like can I can I put in a resume? <laughs> like we see why she gets manipulated. Like we see why she's the classic dumb and why she gets manipulated so easily. So Raquel says, you know, she thought going into this season that this was going to be her chance to do well. She would be single. She could show her fun side. I mean, this could have happened. That could have happened. This is the part that makes me want to literally pull my hair out of my head. That could have happened. You made it not happen by having sex with Tom Sandoval. She was, she was given a gift on a platter at the end of season nine. People were thinking James possibly hit her. People were looking at James was an asshole at the reunion to her when they were breaking up. You know, everyone thought she was such a good person. She was going to help children in need. Everyone was excited to see her single side. Everyone was defending her, like, coming into the season. Even with her kissing Tom Schwartz when that hit the, the gossip mill, like, before Scandoval came out, most people were taking her side. You know, oh, Katie's evil. Did it? Like, I was getting so much hate on Instagram for defending Katie. And then Scandoval hit, and yeah, things changed. But she made it not happen. 
the good season. She was completely set up to be like James's victim. <laughs> like he, you know, and, and James makes it easy to, you know, to look like the victim to his villain. So, you know, and she, she said, like, she was ready to, like, show everyone who she was. And she could have exerted her independence. Like, she was a fan favorite. Okay, let's not rewrite history here. You had every opportunity and you fumbled the ball. And again, like I said, she's sitting here whining and complaining because she can't take the loss. Like, it didn't go the way you planned. You, you fucked it up. Take the loss. Just take the loss and move on. That's all you can do. Okay, this is where Raquel starts to say some stuff that I really think was dumb. Um, says her and Ariana were acquaintances through the show. They were not best friends. But, you know, best friends is a more, quote unquote, salacious narrative. So I think Raquel just learned the word salacious, like, I don't know, like last week. And she's like, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Um <laughs> I mean, I don't believe that they were just acquaintances. I I mean, okay, first of all, even if they were just acquaintances, let's let's start there. Even if they were, they were still co-workers. Is it better to have a seven-month affair with your co-worker's husband, partner, whatever? Is that better than with your best friends? Maybe, maybe on the like morality chart, it's like one tick lower. <laughs> or immorality chart, it's one tick lower than having sex with your best friend's man, it's still really bad. Like, I would expect that if I did that with one of my co-workers' husbands, I wouldn't want to show my face at work ever again, and everyone would hate me, and I'd have to quit and find a new job. <laughs> so it, it doesn't make it better, Raquel. It really doesn't. Now, that being said, it's also bullshit, because in her post-interview, Raquel suggested or said that she actually thought her Ariana and Tom could be a thruple. She said, remember, she said she was even more interested or whatever in Ariana. And she was like, I just, I, I know it sounds crazy, but like, I love Ariana. She said she loved her. So why would you? And she was like in tears breaking down talking about that. But they weren't that close, guys. They were acquaintances at best. Okay. Bethany says it's not, you know, she says that reality TV is not a healthy place to make friends and maintain relationships, um, which, I mean, this is what we should be saying to Ariana, not Raquel. Ariana is the one who got fucked over by relationships. Her long-term partner had an affair with one of her coworkers on a reality show. Like, Ariana is the one who is the victim of not being able to make or maintain healthy relationships on a reality show. Raquel is the unhealthy relationship. <laughs> it's just crazy that, like, the way that this is trying to be spun with so many fallacies. Um, you know, and then Raquel implies that, like, they had an alliance. Um, okay. So, it, it literally... It, in the same breath, she then says, we had an alliance, but then she starts to, like, get emotional. It's like, I really thought that these people were my true friends. So which one is it? Like, honestly, it's like she literally talks out of both, side of her, both sides of her mouth the whole interview. Oh, yeah. One other thing I wanted to talk about was when Bethany was talking about 
how reality TV is not a good place to create and maintain healthy relationships, she starts, she names a couple examples. And one of them is Carol and Tinsley. (laughs) She's like, that relationship would never have happened if it wasn't for like a toxic reality TV setting. Like another dig. She just cannot help herself. Any chance she has to take a dig at anyone who's wronged her. Like, I have never seen someone who holds grudges like Bethany. She's still holding this grudge from, like, five plus years ago, or whatever it was. And she, like, she's still mad that, like, Tinsley and Carol were friends. Like, seriously? <laughs> and, like, she's still trying to, like, she's gotta, like, take that little poke at Carol. It's just, it's wild. I just, like, Bethany's ego is, it is out of control. Like, I know people like to do the, like, call people a narcissist thing, and it gets thrown around way too much, because we all have narcissistic tendencies. You know, that's a normal part of personality. What's, it becomes a disorder when it starts to take over and affect your life. But I do think that Bethany has possibly the disorder. I'm not an expert. I'm not diagnosing. That's my opinion. And I'm allowed to have it. And guess what? There's no HIPAA laws that are going to stop me. We'll talk about that later. Because I'm not a psychologist. So I'm just expressing an opinion. Then she does say that Sheena was actually one of her best friends. Even though she just said a minute ago that you can't really make friends on a reality show. Anyways, whatever. She said that Sheena created this this narrative that she was like a sister, like a mother figure to her. And she gave her a place to live and Raquel didn't pay any rent. And then like Raquel's like, no, but I cat sat for her. And her cat was like pump full of mercury. So she couldn't be around her cat because she was breastfeeding. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Um, (laughs) And that she did um, Sheena's podcast and it was like, Sheena's highest rated podcast. So so Raquel feels she contributed to the household. Okay. So what's her point? Does that like I did I didn't get what the point was. Like she told that whole story and then I'm like, okay, so that gives you the right to fuck Tom. I don't understand. Like, anyways. You know, and then you know, Raquel says she doesn't expect forgiveness from Ariana because, you know, once trust is broken, it's it's hard to repair, but she's remorseful. You know, she admits she hung out with Ariana in group settings because Tom would invite her. Okay, good to know. So I only hung out with her so I could have sex with her man, basically. So obviously we aren't friends. Like, I'm just hanging out with her so I can, like, have sex with her boyfriend. So we're not friends, guys. (laughs) Like, is that supposed to make it better? Then she's like, oh, we didn't have shot. We didn't go shopping or have lunch. Oh, okay. So you didn't have shot. Okay. Uh, Raquel said she would never have been involved in an affair like this if she thought, like, that their relationship had longevity. Okay. Like, I... (laughs) Whether a relationship that is not yours has longevity or not is completely subjective, first of all. And second of all, it's not up to you to make that call, nor should it be a pillar that you're going to stand on when you're deciding whether to get with someone's man or not. (laughs) Like she, you know, and then she goes on about how like it wasn't a real relationship. It wasn't what it seemed. They're just a brand. They're glorified roommates. Like everything she said 
is exactly what Tom Sandoval already said throughout the season and on Howie's podcast. All the same stuff Sandoval tried to sell us that all ended up being a lie. Like, it really all ended up being BS. We watched the season, Raquel. We saw that Ariana wanted to spend more time with him, that she slept with him in, you know, as recent as January, that they were trying to make things work, that they were going to a couples therapist. Like, it's just, it's wild. Like, I can't believe she's even trying this road to go down because Tom already did it and it failed miserably. Again, can we do our research a little? Like, I don't, like, I don't know if she's just like has short-term memory loss or what, but, and again, like, this is all Tom's, this is, she said this is all what Tom told her too. Like, didn't you see how Tom got eviscerated for all this already? Like, he tried to sell this, and Ariana did not have the same perception. A relationship is two people. Like, just because Tom says it doesn't make it so. Like, is she still believing everything he says? Anyways, and then Bethany's like, well, why do they still live together? And Raquel's, like, is like, well, because I I don't know, Bethany's kind of trying to make it out like they still live together because really, like, they were never in a real relationship. It was all just for the show. But then Raquel kind of messes that up because she's like, well, he's got a lot of money wrapped up in the restaurant. Like, yeah, he can't afford to because Bethany's like, oh, he can afford something on it. No, he can't. And I'm sure I bet you Ariana wants to sell it and that Tom is refusing. Like he's he's a narcissist. He probably won't leave the house like similar to what. Uh, Lala was saying about Randall, like that's he would, of course, try to do that because that's his power move. So, you know, and they try to make it out like the two of them, like living together now, like that's some sort of sign that this is all a conspiracy. Like, no, it's just a sign that Tom is an asshole and that he has money problems, like both things that we all know. Anyways, Raquel also says that she's not surprised that they're living together because, you know, they're not this. It's not an intimate romantic relationship. Um, and, and then Bethany's like, yeah, yeah. So the breakup wasn't even that deep. Raquel, like. Bethany, you didn't even watch the show. You don't know them as a couple or as individuals. Like, how do you know how deep the relationship is? Just off this, like, one clue? Like, talk to Ariana and Tom and find out why they're living together. Then maybe you can have an opinion. Maybe you can have an opinion. Like, she's completely degrading their relationship and what Ariana went through when they broke up just to get Raquel off the hook. It's actually disgusting. You know, Raquel says like she's so upset that she's the ultimate reality TV villain and it just blows her mind. Okay, this is essentially like if we are really getting down to the root of all of everything that's going on with this podcast, with Bethany, with this is really the root of it, which is that she's pissed, Raquel, that she didn't get to choose her role on the show. And as Bethany says, like, she, let's blame the game. Bethany's also pissed because shit didn't work out for her. So again, like, Raquel cannot take the loss. Like, she's like, it's not fair. Like, I wanted to be, like, the Bambi-eyed, you know, like, nice girl. And, like, to watch everyone attack Lala because she's so mean to me. And, like, everyone attacked James because he was, like, so mean to me. I wanted to be the new Ariana. But, like, it didn't work. <laughs> Anyways, and then, so so then Bethany's like, let's, let's get into the reunion, because that's where, like, I really got invested in this as a concept. 
Bethany, what are you saying? It's not a concept. It was a, a show and the reunion was an episode and it happened. Again, just showing like her word salad, just saying things that don't even make sense. Raquel said, you know, she got caught up in something that's just too big for her to handle. Okay, I, I think she finally said something that's accurate. She did. But again, that doesn't make you a victim. That just means you made a mistake. And now you got to take the loss. She targeted James to get on the show. And now she's learning the hard way that, you know, yeah, reality TV and public opinion will chew you up and spit you out. Just like they have to all these other cast members many, many times. All right. So talking about the sex tape video, the video she told her hairstylist before it got out, basically she said, I went to the hairdresser. I was like, I'm ready for anything. Felt like she, you know, they had just, they had wrapped filming. She told her hairstylist that they had, she had quote unquote leveled up, which I think is very interesting word choice. So to me, leveled up means she really thought, and we saw it on the show, right? If you watch the season back, not including like the last Scandal episode, and the reunion, but the rest of the season, she was walking around like cock of the walk, right? She was like, I'm the new, you know, HBIC. I'm like Tom's girl. You know, Lala and Katie are like the, the like villains. No one's going to like them. They're going to get the bad edit. You know, she did that whole thing like, making fun of them and saying how they're like the the grumpy like guys from the Muppets and she thought that was so cute and clever and like she really walked out of that like she's like I killed it guys I got so much screen time you know James has got this new like naive girlfriend and I schooled her like she thought she had it in the bag and then she said literally five minutes later she got the screen recording from Ariana saying you're dead to me. Okay, so so the reality TV game was actually fantastic. She was actually loving it until she got caught and immediately realized, I'm not going to be the sweetheart of the season and the HBIC. I'm going to be the villain. So there you go. Like, that's really what this is all about. She's pissed because it didn't go her way. And now she's having her own version of a temper tantrum. This is also how she found out she'd been recorded without consent by Sandoval. Now, which is, you know, wrong. There's no other way to say it. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. And in my opinion, Tom Sandoval should no longer be on the show. Is he going to be? No, probably not. He's too valuable as a storyline right now. I'm not saying that that's like my opinion. I'm just saying that's Bravo's viewpoint. So the video, that, then here's the thing that I do take issue with, though, with Raquel here is like, like, she's absolutely right. That should not have been recorded with her consent. But she knows who's guilty of doing that and has not has not pressed charges or kind of paid him the I don't know. I don't even know what to say, but she hasn't you know, she went back and just filmed with him again and is still like texting with him in contact with him is still having like conversations and you know, was still saying, like, still seemed like she wanted to be in a relation, like all that kind of stuff. So it's like, 
he's the one and he's the only one that you can really go after about that. Like, Bravo didn't distribute that video or encourage their cast members to look at it or anything like that. So, I, I like, I don't know who... She, she's got her blame kind of directed in the wrong place. And then she says the video was leaked. The video was not leaked. I'm sorry. Like, that's just... I don't... Maybe she doesn't know what leaked means. Um, so Ariana found it and sent it to Raquel, basically to say, just as evidence of, I know what you did. She wasn't sending it to her as like, I'm going to leak this to everyone on the internet if you don't give me $3,000. Like, and she saved a copy of it because she knew that Tom was going to try to lie and gaslight. So that's fair, in my opinion. But again, she didn't distribute it. It was never leaked out on the internet. I would have seen it. It was, ne it never got out there, which means it wasn't leaked. And then, you know, Raquel tries to say, well, you know, I think Ariana showed it to all her friends and they passed it around. And it was like, okay, do you know that? Or are you just like assuming that? How do you know that? It seems to me that Ariana found it, saved a copy of it so that Tom couldn't lie his way out of this and Raquel couldn't lie her way out of it. And then that's where it ended. Raquel sent the cease and desist and no one else distributed it. Like it's not out there. You can't Google it and find it. There was never a moment where it was released. No one saw it. So it wasn't leaked. I don't know, like, I don't know why she's using that word. It was leaked, I guess, in the sense that someone else saw it on Tom's phone. But again, that's Tom's fault because he shouldn't have screen recorded it and had it in his camera roll. Anyways, Ariana has actually responded online because somebody is like, why, you know, why aren't more people talking about the fact that Ariana, like, shared the video with people and that it got out or something like that? And Ariana responded was like, because it never happened, which she's correct. Now, again, he may have left it. So... He had it in his camera roll and he admitted, she says this later, that he said to her, oh, I just wanted like you to see how beautiful you were. Some bullshit like that. So yeah, like press charges against him. Like, come on, like that it's that's illegal without her consent. But she didn't do that. So there's nothing anyone can do about it. I like I don't know what she wants to have. She's the only one who can do something about this legally. No one else can. So anyways. You know, she said, she also says Ariana flipped out um, when Raquel told her it was going on for seven months, which we all know. Okay, so so Ariana did have true feelings for Tom. It, it's not just, because this all happened off camera and Raquel's admitting this. So I thought that they just had like a PR relationship. So why would she flip out off camera? Just saying. There's kind of an implication here, like this like conspiracy theory that, um, you know, that like Tom and Ariana like set this up that he left the video in his camera roll so like maybe he did that on purpose or something and that you know it's like Ariana then set up this like finding of it quote unquote none of it makes sense first of all they weren't filming anymore so that's one thing I guess there's a chance that Sandoval left it in his camera roll like on purpose because maybe he wanted to get caught because he was looking for a way out of the relationship. That's possible. People do that. Like, you know, you hear that saying, like, you wanted to get caught. Like, that's possible. Or maybe even on a subconscious level, because he said in his confessional, usually I would delete stuff like that. That's probably, like, honestly, the truth is probably he forgot to delete it because he was busy and he was probably acting sus 
for the last seven months because that's what people act like when they have an affair. And Ariana was like, yeah, he's acting suspicious. And then he probably his, you know, gave his phone to her because he probably wasn't even thinking about it because Ariana never looks through his phone because she's not that type. She's said that. But and it makes total sense. Right. But again, she had that intuition, which when you're being cheated on, you have that intuition. There's a billion women out there who could say that, that they had a feeling, they opened the email, whatever. That's how this shit happens. This is not like some extraordinary event. Anyways, but, you know, Bethany and Raquel are really implying here that this was all a setup, which would be so convenient because then Raquel could be the complete victim. Um, she no longer has to be the villain, which she doesn't want to be. And it also helps support Bethany with her Bravo is the villain because they set this up. Like, it really would be so convenient, but it's not. Sorry, ladies. Um, you know... She also says that, like, some of Ariana's friends, like, described the video in great detail. Again, I personally think that's BS because I would have heard about it. I just would have. With everything online, every goddamn detail of everything, I just, it's really hard for me to believe. They were never, there was never any descriptions or any of that coming from Ari, from uh, Ariana's friends. And if there were, I don't know why Raquel would have, what did they call up Raquel? Like, hey, I'm Ariana's bestie. Let me tell you about what I saw. Like, I, that doesn't make sense. And then she goes, I wouldn't be surprised if Ariana shared it with other people. What? Like, that's a complete assumption. Just because you wouldn't be surprised, like, like, you have no evidence of this. And that's a really serious accusation to make. Like, now she's just trying to put out a narrative of Ariana. Like, she's really doesn't want to be the villain anymore. So she's like, let me make Ariana the villain. Right? She's she's distributing my revenge porn. But actually, Raquel is just saying this to get revenge because she's pissed because she's jealous that Ariana is still the HBIC and has made all this money. That's really what's happening. And again, why aren't we blaming Sandoval, the actual person who did it? So Ariana finds a video of her boyfriend cheating on her and it's her fault. Like, like, get the, get out of here. Then B asks how old Raquel is. Like, oh my God, Bethany, did you not even Google her? Like, like, God help me. Okay. Raquel says she thought she was in love with him, but now she knows that's not true. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I do want to read something to end off part one which is that, <laughs> so Kyle Cook, Mr. Loverboy himself, came out with, you know, said something on Instagram in a comment. And he said, this was after part one. So he said, the irony of it all, Bethany cashing in ads as she exposes Bravo's exploits and gives Rachel, quote unquote, a voice. She literally has more ad spots than any other podcast I've ever listened to. Rachel won't see a dime, lol. I bet she had to pay her way to fly to B just to record this. If this was a true PSA, it would be ad-free. I mean, he's not wrong. I'm sorry. And, I mean, Raquel's really a moron. Like, I don't understand why she did this for free. 
when she there's a lot of podcasts that would have paid and like you know to jump ahead a little bit at the end she says she wants to start her own podcast why wouldn't you save all this for your podcast so you can get the ads and make the money like my god this girl needs a manager or she has one who's shit clearly (laughs) all right so that's the end of part one and we're gonna get into even more juicy stuff for part two now let's get to part two Okay, sorry, my daughter really wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> so I told her she could do the, um, you know, transitions, part two, part three, that kind of thing. All right, so part two. We got to talk about Sheena. All right, so Sheena physically assaulted her, according to Raquel. I. Okay. I kind of believe this. <laughs> I know it's like, this is the only thing that rings true. Um, like the way it's so funny because you know, when you hear people tell stories and you can kind of like the ones that sound authentic, like you can just kind of tell like this. Yeah. Like this really, this sounds accurate. Sorry. I was just moving my chair. Um, this was the only thing that rang true to me The for most of the interview. There's maybe like three things out of like 900. Um, but yeah, just the way she describes it, 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 yeah, it sounds, I think Sheena probably did that. But I mean, again, it, it's like, it's a moot point because she already pressed charges and then dropped them and didn't show up to the court date. So like, it's not, I don't know. There's unless she's going to pursue charges and she already said basically went back on it. So it's like there's just I don't even know what she wants from this. Just to be a victim, I think like Raquel wants to be a victim more than a lot. Like, I don't even think it's that Raquel is like the ultimate villain, but she's one of those villains who just cannot embrace it at all. And I'm not saying this is the kind of villain that, like, nobody wants to embrace being, like, the other woman villain. But she just, she wants to be the victim so bad when what she should be trying for is the reformed villain. That should be what she's trying for. Which she's kind of tried to do that, but she's so bad at it that it's just, like, crumbling apart. Like, she really needs, like, a good PR team. But instead, she's got her crazy mom who is, like, just, who doesn't seem like she's that much smarter than Raquel. So that's how it's gone so far. So Raquel also says that, you know, when she got pushed or whatever by Sheena, that she felt like she deserved it. I mean, all right, I won't go there. Anyways. Raquel says it's nuts, you know, that she's doubled down on me being a liar and a cheat. But you are a liar and a cheat. Like, you've lied. Like, yes, maybe you didn't lie about this, about being hit by Sheena, but you lied about everything else and you definitely cheated. (laughs) And it wasn't like a one-time thing. 
like whether we think sh- someone deserves to be hit or not is subjective and there are people who who believe like are like yeah if you you know sleep with someone's man you deserve a little push i do not condone violence i personally don't think it's ever okay that's my own opinion i'm not like a violent person i'm i don't believe in that but the fact that she got hit by sheena let's say that we're assuming it's real that doesn't absolve Raquel of being a liar and a cheat. You still were a liar and a cheat. You're just now you're a liar and a cheat who also got hit by Sheena. Like that's they don't one doesn't cancel out the the villainry of the other. And she did still waste the court system's time because she didn't show up for the hearing. Like if you're gonna do it, do it. Like and of course and she's like, I don't understand why Sheena doubled down. Of course she doubled down. She doesn't want charges against her. She's she's a mom. She's and even if she wasn't, no one wants criminal charges. She's innocent until proven guilty. There's no witnesses. So she's going to deny until she dies. And why wouldn't she? I would, too. Sorry. Like most people, if they think they can reasonably get out of committing a crime so they don't have to go to jail or have charges or have community service or whatever. Yeah, they're going to do that. OJ tried to get out of murdering people. And it worked. <laughs> like, anyways, not that I'm comparing Sheena to OJ, by the way. I'm just saying people like are not, no one is going to be like, you know what? What I did was wrong. I deserve to have criminal charges that will permanently affect my life. Let me just go and let the police know what I did. That's very rare. And this is such a small thing. I'm sorry, but this is a small thing. Like Sheena's like, what? five feet tall and like maybe 90 pounds soaking wet like she pushed her into a wall and she threw her phone i go like i don't know this isn't like she like raquel wasn't in intensive care not that you have to be not that any type of violence is okay that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like let's you know let's let's call a spade a spade raquel says it you know it just doesn't make sense like how i can be assaulted and still be the villain well this is the problem raquel is that If that doesn't make sense to you, then you definitely shouldn't be on reality TV because that just shows your inability for critical analysis and thought. You don't automatically become a victim because you got pushed by Sheena. Like, again, it doesn't erase everything else. And if you can't see that there's going to be a large amount of the audience and population who thinks you did deserve to get pushed... I'm not going with the hit thing because, like, I just, again, like, Raquel saying she hit her, Raquel lies a lot, so I'm not going to, like, say that as fact. I believe she got pushed. That's just my opinion. But anyways, that doesn't, like, erase the seven-month affair. Like, I just, the way she thinks is, it's wild to me. It's so dumb that I, I just, it almost, like, hurts me. Like, I sound like Kenya in that sound clip. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's. It's tough. Okay. You know, and then and then Bethany's like, you know what people say? Like, you know, she signed up for this. That Everyone will say that, that we signed up for it. And Raquel responds and says, I thought reality TV would be fun. Okay, so your own naivety and ignorance is everyone else's fault. Ignorance is not an excuse. I'm sorry. Like, I, if you get pulled over and you're going 50 over the speed limit, 
and you look at the police officer and say, I didn't know. I didn't know what the speed limit was. You still are going to get a ticket. Ignorance is not an excuse. Also, you wanted fame. You admitted that. You wanted money. You admitted that when you told us, which you shouldn't have, when you told us about what you said to your, your hairdresser. You were loving it when it was going well. But unfortunately, you can't have the riches and the spoils that come with reality TV and not have the negative part. You wanted to be the head bitch in charge. It didn't work out. You ended up a villain. And now we're all supposed to rally around you? Like, it's just like, it's, it's insanity. It really shows like a deep sense of entitlement and it's this like victim mindset. It's like nowadays, and 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 this isn't like, there are real true victims of actual trauma and things like that out in this world who need support and help. But a lot of people, people like Raquel, are like latching onto this like victim mentality where they think that it's owed to them. It's not. So back to the video. Tom didn't ask her permission. Like I said before, she mentions how he wanted it because she looked so beautiful. So she did confront him when they were filming at her apartment. And apparently he was pissed when the cameras went down because he said, why did you say that on camera? It's going to make me look bad. He ended up boycotting filming um, unless he got editing rights because he he wanted that taken out. We all kind of knew this. I remember, I mean, not we all, but I just remember like people who are heavy in the the Bravo news world. I do remember when filming was kind of paused because Sandoval was sort of protesting that he wanted more control over what was going to go on. That was, I remember that was leaked to TMZ. That was all over the blogs everywhere. I mean, I when I say blogs, I mean like Instagram, Reddit. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of word on the street about this. So again, and like Bethany kind of says it like, oh yeah, I've seen that happen. That happens. Like, yeah, yeah, Bethany, we all, we all saw it happen. We saw it in real time, but you weren't following any of this because you're like too good for it at the time. Not anymore. Cause now you need it to fit your narrative, even though it actually doesn't fit your narrative. But anyways, so then she asks Raquel, like, is Tom getting the same amount of hate as you? Um, Raquel says yes, which you could tell that doesn't fit Bethany's narrative. So she, <laughs> she moves on. Um, she said yes, cause he's being so pompous about it. I mean, it's true. Like I know people like the women do take the brunt when it comes to affairs and stuff, but in terms of public shame, I do think Tom has gotten the same amount. Now, is he getting the same amount in terms of like maybe from his cast and Bravo? That's different. But we'll get to that because it does come up um, later in part two or maybe it's part three, but it comes up again. And I do have it in my notes. So Bethany goes on about like the Bethany clause and how this all started because of Skinny Girl and she would get a percentage or Bravo um, or the show gets a percentage of what's advertised on their show. Um, so this is in reference to Tom, like owning the restaurants and all the, I guess, quote unquote, free advertising they get. Raquel says Tom was offered a producer credit for season 11. So basically he was being rewarded for Scandaval. Now, if this is true, it is wrong. Okay. However, do I think Raquel would have taken it if she was offered it? Absolutely. However, you know, 
again, Raquel tries to imply that this speaks to like a larger, you know, conspiracy theory, which I, I don't think so. I still think like her and Bethany are just reaching because like Bethany wants this whole like, you know, Bravo takedown and she wants Raquel's story to fit her narrative, but it doesn't. Anyways, there was an interview released today with LVP on the street and I, I think it was TMZ anyways. And they were like, they asked her about this straight up. Raquel says that Sandoval was offered a producer credit and LVP looks legitimately authentically shook like and not in a like oh shit they found out in a like what like what she even like was about to end the interview and then she turns back and she's like i'm sorry what and lvp's like it's my show i'm the executive producer and that is Uh, she's like i don't know why raquel says this shit like so anyways who knows there could have been something that was said in terms of like Sandoval boasting to Raquel because we all know his like ego is bigger than this planet and Raquel maybe misunderstood or it was taken out like who knows because she's again like she's not the smartest so I could see her like misunderstanding or who knows or taking like a tidbit and running with it I don't know you know and then Bethany's like yeah everyone's profiting but you're in debt Okay, that I guess that's technically true in a way, but there's so much more to it. And again, like Bethany's oversimplifying, like she's oversimplifying to the umph degree. Like it's like people. Okay, Tom profited in the sense that he kept he kept um, what's it called touring, and then he started working in these like. Sandoval, Scandoval lines into his shows and he kept traveling and this and that. And it's like, yeah, he played off of the scandal. But she just went away and was quiet. She maybe could have in some way. It would have been hard. But at the end of the day, like, she doesn't have a longstanding fan base. She hasn't been on this show since the jump. Right? It's also clear that Raquel didn't do this interview until she knew for sure she wasn't going back on Vanderpump Rules. Like, she knew she wasn't getting what she wanted in the negotiations, and she says this plain as day in part three. So it's clear to me that she's she's pissed because she wanted a certain pay, etc. She didn't get it. And the negotiations didn't go her way, and she's maybe realized that she's not, quote-unquote, worth what she thought she was worth to the network. The real problem is that Raquel has like pretty girl privilege and that she doesn't get said no to enough. She like she believes that she's owed being a victim, that she's owed like the fairy tale storyline that she originally had in mind when she came on season 10. She believes which none of, which she's not. She believes she's a valuable TV personality which she's not. She's actually not good at reality TV. Her personality is terrible for reality TV. Her voice is terrible for everything. She's not made for reality TV. Besides her physical appearance, maybe. Her only successes on Vanderpump Rules have been through her relationships with men. I'm sorry. She's never... What has her... Like, in like have people liked her as an independent person? No. They liked her because she was a victim in placement to James right? They liked her in that sense. And then she blew it up. 
by sleeping with Tom. Like, every storyline she's had has been because of a man. Like, she hasn't had any presence as an individual woman. I don't know why she thinks that she has, because she hasn't. So, Bethany asks, who is there to protect Raquel? You know, was there a supervisor, etc.? Raquel says, no, there was no, you know, safe place to go. And no one has her back. I mean, Avi... Obviously, they don't have your back. The cast doesn't isn't going to have your back. And, like, Ariana had her back the whole season. Just, just saying. Uh, now, maybe Bravo should have more of, like, a mental health person in place and all that. Absolutely, they should. Is this, like, the best person to be discussing it and as an example of it? I, no, I don't think so. So Raquel believes that what Kristen has said about James is true, and she believes that one day it'll kind of come to light for justice. She kind of, and then she implies that Kristen's spinoff is a hush, is hush money for James. Like, Kristen was offered the spinoff to shut her mouth about James, and Kristen has already refuted this. She came on Instagram and she said, yeah, I think I've made it clear, like, my feelings about James, what he did, all that stuff, and she's like, but this, this spinoff and, and all that has nothing to do with that. And it's not hush money. So, and I think we'll see Kristen, you know, talk about it more. But like Kristen talked about it, there's not a lot more that she can do. So they run with this kind of spin-off narrative as, as though it's fact, even though it's just Raquel's like opinion and assumption. And again, it's like there's so many things in this interview that it's like just because you say it, it doesn't mean it's true. Raquel says it's interesting that they have the spin-off because if it wasn't for scandal, it would all be canceled, which, yeah, that's how this shit works. Why does she want to sound like she gets all the credit for it? Yeah, if a show starts to go downhill, it can get canceled. That's, it started to go uphill and now it's not canceled. I don't know, like, yes, Raquel, you were part of the reason. Absolutely. No one's taking that away from you. However, that being said, Raquel tried to hide the affair from the show her and Tom. They didn't want, it was never actually on the show. It was all behind the scenes. We actually can thank Ariana because she's the one who called the producers. (laughs) Like she's the one who managed to get it on tape if we're going to be real. So maybe she should get more of the credit. So maybe she does deserve all the extra money. Like it's kind of like this thing, like we don't know if the new season is going to be a success. It hasn't happened yet. It probably will. But we do know that, you know, Bravo sees a money-making opportunity and they're going to go for it. Like, of course, that's, that's, why do you think? They're not making shows as charity work. They brought back Miami because they thought it had potential. They put canceled Roni Housewives on RHUGT Girls Trip. They brought back Mary Cosby. The list goes on. Things that are failing and then have a chance to make money and come back, come back. That doesn't mean that like Raquel, like, I don't understand what Raquel's point is because they brought the, because they brought the show back and because she slept with Tom, Bravo owes her a million dollars. It doesn't work that way, honey. It just doesn't. Then Raquel brings up how Alex Baskin, the executive, another executive producer of the show, said that the show would have been canceled after season 10, if not for Scandival. Okay. I have to take a big issue with this because she completely misconstrued what he actually said. So I went and looked it up and found the quote. This is what he said. I'm going to read it. We were coming off a really tough ninth season. 
and we had the cast firings before the season, and there was a low-energy season during the pandemic. To the network's credit, they gave us another run run at it, and we had a resurgence anyway. Okay, so that's what he said. He didn't say we would have been canceled after season 10 if not for Scandaval. He said they got renewed despite having a poor season 9, and then Scandaval happened, which gave the whole show a resurgence and has now guaranteed its future, basically. That's what's implied. But again, we don't know if Scandaval hadn't happened. We don't know if it would have been canceled after season 10. It might not have been. They did have other good storylines. And it premiered, like, in fairness, the the ratings for season 10, episode 1, so this is pre-Scandaval, were, the live ratings were, like, 839,000, which is not bad. That's, like, what a lot of Housewives shows are at around. They did dip a little bit in season, in episodes 2 and 3, but it wasn't, like, terrible. It wasn't, like, cancel. It was around where, like, Summer House, it was above where Summer House is at its peak. So I still don't think they would have canceled it, to be honest. <laughs> um, anyways, and then obviously they shot up. So again, like, it, there's always a chance it could have been canceled after season 10, but she says it as fact, and that's what bothers me, which is something that Bethany does too. Then they talk about the reunion. So Bethany reads the ratings while she's recording. She looks up the ratings for season 10 and how good they were. And she is, like, having these huge reactions. She's like, oh, my God, 11 million viewers. And, like, it's, like, in real... It's, like, this is the first time she's realized how big the ratings were for the Scandaval episodes. It's like, yeah, Bethany, we all know this already. This already happened, like, months ago. And it was already talked about on Twitter. And all the Bravo accounts have posted the ratings. And, like, it's, like, she's she's just in her own little rich girl bubble. Like, yeah, we know this is not groundbreaking. It's, it's honestly, it's hilarious to like, listen to her reaction. And it's like, I wanted to fast forward. I was so bored. I was like, yeah, Bethany, like, okay, can we move on? Anyways, so she goes on a rant about how many millions of dollars Bravo has made and how they must protect the show. (laughs) Like, okay, duh. Uh, Again, Bethany saying something as though it's like inside information, like we didn't know that. Um, Raquel says, you know, oh, people are rewatching. No one's making money on residual, uh, residual, sorry. Bethany takes a breath like, okay, so is this news? Again, we, we know this. And they should get money for residuals, by the way. That's my opinion. They should unionize. They cannot do it with Bethany. She will sink it and she has no intentions of doing it in any real way because starting a union is not, it's not like flashy. It's not sexy. It's not like a good headline in page six with like Bethany's TikToks with the, you know, reality reckoning. Like it's, that's not what it is. So that's why Bethany doesn't actually want to do it in any real way. She just likes to send lawyers letters and film herself on TikTok ranting. That's as far as it goes. That's That does not a union make, okay? Then she reads the transcripts um, that of what Ariana said to Raquel. Bethany cries, and she's like, you know, LVP, like, Andy, they're parents. Like, they're parents. Okay, well, Ariana also has parents, and she was, like, depressed and crying and said she was throwing up. 
Her friends had to come over and, like, babysit her and take care of her and make sure she wasn't on her own. Sandoval himself said he was worried she'd be suicidal. Again, he said that for his own, like, just, you know, for his own excuse. But we know that Ariana suffers from, like, serious mental illness. So, like, what about her? Like, why doesn't she matter? She doesn't matter to Bethany because Bethany hasn't watched the show and didn't bother to see another side of it, just like Howie Mandel. So she reads this transcript. She's all emotional. I would now just like to take a little pause and read Bethany's um, transcript of what she said to Luann when they were in the Berkshires. You have to flash back to, you know, Bethany shows up to the Berkshires. She's got a similar haircut to Luann. Luann's kind of like, oh, your haircut's kind of looking like mine. And there's like some underlying tension. And then uh, Luann asks her like who she's been dating. And then so this is Bethany in her confessional. God forbid you tell Luann who you're dating and that he has a big penis. She's like a plastic fuck doll. That's what she says about Luann. And then Bethany confronts Luann and goes, let's go deeper on the hair. So what? I want to be just like you. I want to fuck a lot of different guys. I want to party till five in the morning, play gray gardens and rehab over with my friends on the Upper East Side. Is that what I want to do? I want to lie to my friends, pretend I'm one thing and be another. Oh, you know, you're making up for all of us in reference to getting laid. But I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, you're not a girl's girl. And what, you're trying to say that I'm not? What married man have I ever slept with? What 25-year-old have I fucked and then given my friends shit about it? You're a hypocrite. You fuck everyone and you pretend that you don't. You are a slut and a liar and a hypocrite and a snake. All of that was Bethany. So, and by the way, there was maybe one sentence in there from Luann, which is when Luann says, what's wrong with you? Are you getting laid? That's the only thing Luann says. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I could take a lot of speeches and disses from housewives out of context and read them. And they will sound jarring when you're reading it in a mic for a podcast, including many that Bethany have said. I mean, I can't even watch the scene where Bethany just rips Sonia apart for Tipsy Girl. I don't, I've only ever watched that scene once. And I've rewatched Roni many times. I fast forward every time. Because I, to me, it's one of the most difficult scenes to watch in all of Housewives. And like, it, like Sonia, like can't even breathe when she's talking. Like she's like, I just wanted, you know what I mean? Like it is so tough to watch. So like Bethany, bye. So then Raquel says, nobody should ever be spoken to like that. Says she's disassociated. Says those words were intended to make her feel hurt. I mean, that's true. They were. Yeah. Um, not worthy of love, acceptance, or living life. I I think that's a bit of a stretch. I don't think Ariana's intent was to make her n not feel worthy to live life. I think she's, you know, just like she says that other people are trying to make things more salacious, so is she right now. And I would argue that Raquel's actions did exactly this to Ariana in a much deeper way. I think her actions made Ariana feel not worthy of love, acceptance, or of living life. It made her feel like her friends and her boyfriend never genuinely loved her or cared about her. That she didn't deserve true love, compassion, and loyalty from two of the closest people in her life. That she deserved to be fucked over because maybe now she was too old and, and I'm saying, and I'm not saying she's too old. I'm saying these are all the things that Ariana vocalized that she thought about herself. Too old, ugly, fat, all this stuff. None of that's true, but Ariana said that. 
who wants me with my big thighs and da da da. You know, she even said, like, I'm not fun enough for, you know, Tom made it out like she wasn't fun enough. She didn't put out enough. She kept her shirt on during sex, all that stuff. She wasn't good enough, right? That's how that affair would make Ariana feel and did. And maybe if she had been a better friend to Raquel, she could have stopped it. Because Raquel even said, like, well, I never really felt like anyone listened to me or heard me except Sandoval. So that would mean that Ariana maybe didn't put in enough effort to listen and hear Raquel's voice. So it's Ariana's fault. So again, like, those words that Ariana said, they're just words. And yeah, words can hurt. But there's a reason there's a saying, actions speak louder than words. I can tell someone I love them 9,000 times a day, but if I don't show it, it's meaningless. The actions, like, are are so much deeper in, with what happened with Ariana. So Bethany cries and she's like, who's protecting Raquel? And then she says something like, Andy is 53 and he's an executive producer and parent and that she's a parent. And like, who's protecting Raquel? Like, she really infantilizes Raquel here. She's 28. Like, I, there's a lot of 28-year-olds that have kids and are married and mortgages. Like, she's not a child. Yeah, she's someone's child, but so Andy's someone's child too. <laughs> Like, it's like, I also feel like, like, was it Andy's job to parent her? Like, he's her boss. He's not her parent. He's also in a weird position. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not saying he's, like, guilt-free here. But if he defended Raquel too much at the reunion, he would have gotten so much hate. Like LVP did for defending Tom too much. But then if he doesn't defend enough, now he's a bad boss. And, like, I'm sorry, but Raquel was lucky she was only there for a small part of the reunion. Like, it could have been much worse. I actually think she got off pretty easy. Like, maybe unpopular opinion. I don't think she got that bad. Like, I'm trying, I'm thinking, what if this had happened on, like, some of these, uh, some of the other Housewives shows? Or, like, I think it would have been a lot more brutal than this. If Bethany had found out that, like, I don't know, Ramona or Sonya or someone had had, like, a seven-month affair with one of her like with her long time, oh, please, Bethany would have eviscerated that person. <laughs> so Bethany cites um, when Ariana says, no one wants you here, leave. Like, yeah, she meant the show, Bethany, and in their group of friends, which like, that's fair. They don't really want her there anymore, except maybe Sandoval, but he doesn't count. So it's like, I, I don't think that's that's sorry, that that is that bad of something to say. Like, no one wants you. You're like, yeah, this group of friends is kind of done with you. They were only your friend because you were with James. Then you broke up with James. They gave you a chance to be their friend. Katie invited you on the girls trip. They gave you all sorts of chances. And every chance you had, you fucked it up. You kissed Tom Schwartz, alienating Katie and Lala, because Lala's going to stay loyal to Katie. And then you had sex with Tom Sandoval and that covers the rest of the girl group. So I don't know what you like, what you think they still have to be your friend. No one's obligated to be your friend. She said she knew she would be emotionally abused. I mean, to be fair, they all do this to each other every single reunion. But anyways, um, Bethany drops her therapist name. This whole episode is hardly an ad for his services, but says she showed him the reunion and that he said it was abuse said there was no goal for conflict resolution, which I think he's right about that. There wasn't a goal for that. Um, <laughs> no, no one thought there was, by the way. Like, this is not groundbreaking news. It was just a beat up. It was a beat up for Tom Sandoval, too, if we're going to be fair. And he took it way longer. The only difference is it didn't seem as bad because Tom fights back. 
That's the thing with Raquel is she gets a lot of sympathy for how Ariana talked to her because she doesn't fight back. She just sits there with the like staring blinking face. So it's the same like if she had fought back a lot like Tom did, we wouldn't be having this conversation at all. We just wouldn't. So like Sandoval, he he got told to shut the fuck up people screaming in his face, James coming out. Like, he got it just as bad. I'm sorry, he did. I will I will not agree with anyone who's saying he didn't. The only difference is, again, I'll say it again, Tom is so defensive and has such a big ego and he's such a narcissist that he cannot help himself but being like, you do bad things too, Lala. And you guys have all done stuff too. Like, he can't help himself. So that's why, like, there's no one has sympathy. Then she reads the definition of emotional abuse, which I think was a mistake because it actually kind of disproves some of it. Because it says a way to control by using emotions to embarrass, shame, frighten, criticize, blame, or manipulate another, then adds over time, which maybe she should have left that out because that's what happened to Ariana and not Raquel, in my opinion. Ariana was manipulated and, you know, sort of like degraded by Tom Sandoval over time while, because he was having this affair with Raquel and he wanted to justify it. Um, Raquel took a verbal beating, yes, at the reunion, but it wasn't like long-term abuse that, you know, yes, from the public and social media, but again, that's not the same as the cast. So whatever. So to me, she kind of ruined it with the overtime part. But anyways, although the online went on and on for that, like I said, um, Raquel said, you know, there was no opportunity for me to even speak. Give me a fucking break. You set up the TMZ paparazzi thing outside the nail salon. You had a one-on-one sit down with Andy. You had the reunion. You could say whatever you wanted in the trailer the whole time with cameras on you filming. Then you also had the additional confessional where you came back to say more. And Bravo would have gladly put a mic in your face and let you keep talking. Gladly. It's not everyone else's fault that whenever you talk, you dig your hole deeper. Like, it's just... Anyways, she said it was, you know, manipulative. The producers are like, this is your opportunity to tell your story or they'll tell it for you, which like, again, it is. Again, they are saying that to manipulate her and get her to go back on the show, but she doesn't have to. Like, I'm also not sure, like, what else was there to say? Like, she's like, I have to say more. Like, what else was there to say? They're really like, I actually thought considering, I actually thought she played the reunion well. I thought her best move was to sit there, take it, not say a lot. And then do a post-confessional where she throws Tom under the bus. That was really the best move possible. Because I did see some sympathy for her at the end. Like, even Lala was like, yeah, I have do have some sympathy for her. Because she was manipulated by him and he's a narcissist. Because like, Tom came off terribly. What she should have done is kept running with the reformed villain slash victim of Tom. And just Tom only, not, not Ariana and everyone else. And working on herself and completely regrets everything, knows she was 100% wrong. That's what she should have run with. And she would have had a chance to redeem herself. She could, she should have run more with this, like, he recorded me without my consent. Like, that's a real, like, scary thing. Terrible thing. But she seems to not be pursuing that either. So I don't, like, we can only hold your hand so much, Raquel. And trust me, yes, everyone would have been happy to listen if she was going to tell us more tea about Sandoval. But clearly she's like, she has this desire to please these men. Because again, she's not a girl's girl. She's a guy's girl, 100%. 100%. So Raquel ends saying season 10 was 
so out of character. Okay. So it was out of character for her. And, and like, why people, I don't know what people she's referring to, but it seemed like she was talking about, like, the audience and also the cast. You know, why wouldn't anyone ask, like, what's going on with this girl internally? Like, she's acting so out of character. Like, so again, like, it's, it's all of our fault, guys. It's everyone else's fault. We didn't know what she was going through. We didn't know she was going through something. No one was helping her. It's Ariana's fault. She wasn't a good enough friend. People didn't ask her enough questions. Like, she is the victim. That's all she wants. She can't take that loss. Just cannot take it. So after part two um, was released, Bethany went on TikTok, her favorite place, and said that people need to, like, stop the bullying of Raquel and, um, you know, that, that she gave this girl a voice and like just reiterating that her doing this podcast and by her, I mean, Bethany is like, you know, Bethany's a martyr basically because she's getting a lot of hate, tons of hate. The vast majority of the internet sees this the way that I do and is like, this is so dumb. Like, why would the, why would Bethany do this? Why would Raquel do this? This interview was a huge mistake. It's making Bethany's cause look even more shallow and, it's making Raquel the villain all over again. So then, you know, Bethany's like, like, give this girl a break. She's taking a beating. Like, she was getting a break, Bethany. No one was talking about her. Like, literally no one gave a shit anymore. She wasn't going to be on the new season. The only thing I've seen in the news about her in the last while is like, is she negotiating? Is she going to be on it or not? It was over. Like, all she had to do was just shut up and move on. But guess what has reignited the quote-unquote bullying and hate? This podcast interview that Bethany did. And all of Bethany's questions are extremely leading questions. Like, they all... Because Bethany wants Raquel to say that Bravo and the network is 100% the problem. So she's allowed Raquel to come on, do this interview, and take no accountability, which just pushes Raquel back 10 steps into being like the self-involved villain who can't take any responsibility for their actions. Like, Bethany has done the biggest disservice to Raquel. Like, it's unreal that this happened. So that is the end of part three. And, and by part three, I mean part two. Why did I just say that? That is the end of part two. <laughs> I am going to release a second um, podcast episode with part three. To me, part three was by far the most interesting and had the most juice to it. Um, so I'm going to give it its own episode. I will try to release both of them today, but I may, I'll probably release the part three episode where I cover part three and give all my thoughts uh, to, on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. Please share, please rate, review, subscribe, all the love. If you liked parts of it, you know, please share it with people, put it on your Instagram stories, all that stuff. Uh, I would love that and appreciate it. And thank you so much for tuning in to listen to my many, many, many thoughts and opinions on this Dumpster Fire podcast interview. All right. See you soon for my review of part three. Go. Stay tuned for part three. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash bravo and botox 
for some much-needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo. Bravo.